Did anyone ever stop you and say you're Al Pacino? Dude, ever. twice y- yesterday and the day before, you're Al Pacino. I don't know. Al Pacino. Not as a young Pacino. Just you, yeah. You would get you would get the old Pacino. In a world where writers, directors, producers, and actors are all fighting to get their films made, comes a podcast that gets into it like no other podcast has ever gotten into it before. So this summer. Hang on to your laptops, because this time, there's no rewrite. Starring Mark Ice Roberts, Rod Tutty Rinks, and on the ones and twos, Justin Wings Nichols. Let's get into it. Rated R. Under 17. Not permitted without a parent. Let's do it. Thank you, buddy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Let's Get Into It. Yeah. Dude, we are going to get into it. Like uh, we have kind of like nervous. Never gotten in, I'm like nervous. We've never gotten into it before. Well, today you should be nervous because our special guest is a tremendous entertainment lawyer. He handles actors. He handles directors. He handles writers. He handles me. Yeah. And I'm a complicated businessman. I'm more of an entrepreneur than I am a, a, a filmmaker, I think. Uh, yeah, but you know about filmmaking. That's what's, You went to AFI, so it's not like you're just... Like, you know story, you know all that. Thank you. Keep going. Keep yeah, going. Okay, I'm not going to keep going. That's it. But let me tell you, I was totally blown away when I met our guest today. Because I had this idea of what he would look like. But when I saw him, he looked like somebody I could have cast in my movie. I would have cast in my movie. He was, perfect. He was like, dude, he looked, you know what I mean? He's got movie star looks. He does. And he's a lawyer. And you, um, I was just asking you about this. You look like Al Pacino. Uh, and I was asking because when you because when you were younger when you were younger I, I have, love it keep it I coming have pictures of us together I think you put them on on the on the Instagram page on but. the Instagram how old are you right now on the, <laughs> on Instagram, the Instagram do you have the Facebook too what, isn't that what it's called the yeah, Instagram? I watched the MTV <laughs> in right, the nineties so. he looked like Anthony Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers that's true Did if you, you really? go back that far yeah we just recurred all right but on Instagram you p- posted a picture of you and I and you look like a young young Al Pacino I would get Pacino I get um, when I have a goatee, I get the Iron Man guy, Robert Downey Jr. a lot. Really? Yeah. But yes- yesterday, tell yesterday, me. Uh, but it, you know, I was rocking a powder blue velour tracksuit with a with the with like a, <laughs> so you could have with looked a like gray fedora. A, yeah, like, yeah. People were kind of tripping, saying like, "Who are you? Are you Al Pacino?" And I was like, "Do I do I look seventy some years old? I mean, I'm, I'm looking bad, but yeah. Yesterday <laughs> and the day before, ironically, somebody said. Uh, is that Al Pacino? And then one of the guys on the crew said, hey, these guys, people are asking. You're gifted. You so, and Walter Bat are gifted. You should be thank in a God, movie together. But thank God Danny A was on set too yesterday when that happened because, you know, Danny A gets Al Pacino all the time because he does look like him. He does. Actually, he does. He does, right. yeah. yeah. So he kind of like laughed and he said, Tony, you got an aura about you. I was thinking today about how disappointing it is sometimes to be making a deal as a filmmaker, you know? It's a pretty disappointing uh, business on occasion. And I often think it's really easy to quit, you know? It's yeah. super easy to quit Yeah, uh, because you've got to be turned down a lot. I've gotten really used to it. I, I'm, I'm used to people saying no to the scripts. I'm used to people saying no to the money. You know, I'm just used to it. So it doesn't come to me as a, as a negative thing. It just comes to me as something that happens. Yeah. Tough skin. Well, this is, and this is a great segue to our guest. Let's bring in Walter Bat. Ladies and gentlemen. Hello, guys. Mr. Bat, it's a pleasure to finally meet you, my friend. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> As I was talking a minute ago, it, it does get disappointing to, to put projects together. Uh, 
a lot of them don't go. Whether you're raising money for them or you're trying to sell them or you're trying to make a deal, I didn't realize that when you sold the movie to a studio or to a network that 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 negotiating that director or writer or project deal was going to take months. It doesn't always happen in a day or a week or two, right? That's right. Why does it take so long to make a deal for a TV show or a movie or whatever? Why, what is the, what is the complication? I, I think it's a number of things. Probably in this town, when you're talking, you know, industry people, there's a lot of ego involved. So no one wants to misstep. No one wants to, to green light something, say the money's available and then have their boss say, you funded what piece of shit? Right. Yeah. And so they end up in the parking lot and they don't like that. So people, you know, they equivocate. They're not actually committal. You get frustrated by it. Uh, you make all those phone calls. You're almost there and then you're not. And that, that little game goes on around town all day long. There's a lot of push and shove in a deal. Does it always get to the point where it's going to fall apart before it closes? I'm just curious because, unfortunately, almost every deal I've ever made is falling apart before it closes. Sure. I mean, what fun would it be if it didn't? <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the truth is it's people with staying power in this town that, that, that make it. And, you know, you're a good example, Mark. You know, basically, no is, is difficult. And it's always difficult no matter how much experience you have in town because you want the yes. So anytime someone's not going with you, you got a lot of angst. You got a lot you got to deal with there. But the people, the difference between the ones that make it and the ones that don't is the no doesn't stop them. Yeah. And you don't get stopped. So you're one of those guys who keeps Thank going you. and keeps going. And that's a testament to you and to the work that you've done. Thank so, you, buddy. I appreciate nice. it. Well, a lot of Absolutely. the work that I've done is, is uh, due to you. And uh, I want to get into this because it's important. When you're talking creatively, it doesn't necessarily mix with money. It's not the same conversation. So if I'm trying to raise money from you and we chat and you go, how much do you need? I need a million dollars. You know, I might be interested. That's the beginning of not a creative conversation, but a money conversation. How do you close that money? Now I'm starting to sweat now. The deal is it's a dance, right? So when you meet someone that says they'd like to fund your movie uh, or your project, there's a moment where your creative vision needs to sort of step aside and you need to get down to, okay, so here's how you're going to make your money back. Here's where you're going to put the money and here's how I'm going to use the money. Right. Those are right. all really important. I can't always have that conversation. So when I met Walter, there was this amazing door that opened for me that allowed me to meet someone creatively. And then I would say, would you mind if I introduced you to Walter Bat so that he could explain to you more detailed the contract that's going to be between us for this deal? And that way you and I can keep talking creatively and boom. Yeah. It went to Walter. Walter, you know, negotiated with him over the next month and I didn't have to do that. And it ended up most, you know, we've done, I, I can't count them five, six, seven projects together. Um, and they've all worked in the same sort of way. And Walter sort of takes over the conversation because by the way, and I want Walter to explain this money. People want to hear it from a lawyer, not from me. Right. Because I don't have any experience yeah. in a contract about your money. I have experience in making the movie and selling the movie and doing all that, but I don't have an experience in, in explaining to you that the legal paper that we're about to sign is going to keep me committed to you. 
What do you think, Walter, about all that? Well, you know, my approach has always been, you know, it's sort of something that actors, directors, anyone with an agent in this town has always done. They separate the conversation. So you have the agent running interference on the business issues that the creative doesn't want to talk about. And they divide that up in a way that is efficient and everybody gets a piece of the pie and it it works. That's why we have the setup we have. Attorneys, entertainment attorneys are similar. What, What we do is that same kind of thing for a producer, for a filmmaker. And the, the, the structures are not set up exactly the same um, for most people in town that are producers of not big box films, anything right. but that. And so what you really referenced when you were last speaking, Mark, is just a dividing and conquering strategy. And, you know, I have an uncanny ability to, you know, let people believe that, you know, I'm the smartest guy that they've ever talked to. Mm-hmm. And, uh <laughs> You know, that that works and people feel confident. And so they want to know that uh, that you as a producer have the capability to to make the film. And I can vouch for that. The experience that you have, I can vouch for that. And then I have the the basics of, of getting the deal done in a way that is in a language that they understand. Right. And so, that's it. And so people feel at the end of a conversation with you and me as a team, that it's an investment that makes sense despite the high level of risk, right. which of course we always disclose to an investor that, you know, there's high risk, high return. So uh, especially in the marketplace today with, with where money goes and how much people can make in, uh, in a secure investment, probably not even 1%, right. but they can go to a film like you're making and end up getting a, a, a very good high return that they can't get elsewhere. Right. And we give them the language of security. Right. And then that's how it's done. In my opinion, Walter has an infrastructure that I don't personally have. Right. So if I'm talking to you and we make a deal for a movie, doesn't matter how much. uh, And I say to you, look, here's how it's going to work. You're not cutting me a check. I'm going to open a company. But before we do any of this, you're going to talk to Walter. You guys are going to have a conversation about what this deal is and then you're going to transfer your money into an escrow account. And that money's going to sit there until we sign our deal. Once we've signed and you're satisfied and I'm satisfied, that money will go into a, an account that you're, you can look at whenever you want. Um, and we're going to go make a movie. So there's a lot of comfort in that conversation because I'm not telling you give it to me. Yeah. I'm telling you, let's put it with where the lawyer so that we all know we're serious. And he, he will take care of it under you know his trust, which is governed and and, yeah. and watched over legally. Um, and then when we're satisfied, we move it over. If at some point you decide not to sign this deal, guess what? You ask the trust back for your money and it's done. Yeah, this goes, done. this goes back to like our first, second, third episode, somewhere along those lines where you were saying, Robert, how my job is to create the story, write the screenplay, write the story, create the world, go after the actors, you know, and, and try to get people excited, get people on board. And then... When it comes down to the investors, somebody like you uh, or somebody else who's who's familiar with raising money could then take it over. And then from there, it goes to Mr. Well, you're entering an exciting time. Because with- I was doing it all. Lopez handed me a, I got a check from one person. Right. 
I got a, I got a transfer of money from another person, and then I got an envelope from another person. Right. And they said, go make your movie. Right. And I was like, all right. Oh, well. boy. Now Walter's starting to sweat. I just, <laughs> I just, an envelope from someone. I love wait. those anonymous <laughs> envelopes. <laughs> wait, wait. This is going to get edited, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, so um, no, but what I'm saying is you're entering an exciting time as a uh, as a filmmaker entrepreneur because you ju- you're finishing your movie that's got a real actor in it. You've got a platform to release it in, which yeah. is rare. Yeah. So you're going to get seen and you're going to get a lot of interest in what you're doing next. Yeah. Now, if you're smart, what you will do is you'll set up everything according to what we're saying today, right? So when yeah. someone comes to you and says, what are you doing next? You can say, here's what I'm doing next. You know, what are you thinking? How much do you need? I, you know, I only spent so much on this one. I'd like to do half a million, 600,000, whatever you decide it is. Yeah. Um, and if you're serious, I'd love you to talk to Walter Bat about it and let's get you in early. Yeah. Boom. Boom. You know, I think the most important thing in that interchange there is, is that you set it up properly to begin with. Right. Because my least favorite thing is unraveling uh, something that wasn't done right. And those are infinitely more complicated and unnecessary. And people don't get, are not happy about you having to unravel it and put it back together. No. You know, when you're, when you're putting a deal together, everybody's excited and it ends up being a really positive experience yeah. for everybody, right? Yeah. Okay. When you're unraveling a deal that wasn't done properly, everybody's full of angst. Everybody's worried. It's yeah. a negative. It's not a good thing. Yeah. So why would you want to be in a place where you should be a bunch of happy people Yeah. in a really crummy situation for no reason other than everybody was rushing something that they shouldn't have rushed? It's kind of like you don't get on a plane and then ask the guy, the barista at Starbucks to fly you where you need to go. You're going to get somebody (laughs) that knows what they're doing. You get the right expertise. Then you got the deal that you should have that everybody's happy and protected. And then it's a great experience. Yeah. See, now I'm getting really excited. I'm starting to remember... Uh, yeah, you get, you, you're I getting want, a taste. The I like taste the is deal. coming back. I like the deal. I haven't had a good deal in a while. But um but yeah, when you're when you're working with a lawyer, it's um if your lawyer knows you yeah. and knows what you can do, because when investors call lawyers and you're not in the conversation, you can imagine that that conversation may go something like this. Uh hey Walter, nice to talk to you. So Tell me a little bit about Tootie. Like, what's his story? Right. Is this guy a real deal? Is he, I mean, is he doing something special? Then your lawyer can say whatever it is they feel about them meeting you, them dealing with you, right? And they can say, you know what? Yeah, I've worked with him. He's straight up. He's a straight shooter. You're not going to get taken. This is all going to be by the book. Which we should get into next about your movie, right? Let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, Tootie. You know, ever since you got off parole, you've changed. <laughs> I have. You know, hey, You're happier now. Second chances. It's so good. And you got that ankle thing off, man. It's no, good. No more buzzy when That's I walk right. through doorways. It's great. It's amazing. I love it. You so, can actually fly somewhere and shoot on location. Um, but Walter, one thing that we were talking about, and I got, I got sort of passionate about it last week. Um, we were talking about investors on the 50% side, right? We were talking about, you got the creative, which is 50. You got the investors, which are 50. Now the question came up, like, you don't, you don't have to do it that way. Well, you don't have to do it anyway, but historically, and to be a little bit more clear, that's sort of the way it's been. It's 50% to the creative, 50% to the investor. Now, 
if you're getting money from different places, you're not governed by the SEC, S as in Sam, SEC, if you're using less than 10 investors, I think. Right? Correct. Right. So if you're not, you can do whatever you want, or does it have to be that everyone that puts in a dollar has got to get the same amount as the other dollar? Well, we don't want to conflate the 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 1933 act that's that's basically about registration right. of an investor's uh, ownership or not so it creates a safe harbor for people to invest in a smaller film mm. so that you don't have to meet the requirements of a traded stock right and so that's why we put in the deal all these restrictions about how a, a, an ownership interest is transferred or not and uh so that's one issue the other issue you spoke to is, is what does someone get back in return? That's a negotiation. The act doesn't govern that. So uh, as long as you're, it's full disclosure yeah. and you don't end up with one investor uh, getting an infinitely greater return, and that is subjective, could be 1% more to one person and maybe 10 to another for the same money. And that creates ill will. So, you know, in, in, in a hypothetical deal, I would always counsel against that. Yeah, It's not worth doing it that way, and there's no real reason to do it that way. So uh, we we are in a time now where you and I did it, Mark. I mean, we created a, a very streamlined investor deal yeah. over the years. And I I think it's four or five pages. Yeah. Okay. That, that would have been just the footnotes on a contract before. So I'm a big fan now of... Any way we can craft a deal that makes sense and protects my client and also the investor is happy, we're free to do. Right. So it's sort of analogous to some, uh, you know, the, the, the legacy music contracts. If you've ever seen them, they're like 40 or 50 pages. They're written in old English. I mean, basically it's a bunch of BS, right? Okay. There's no reason to have it. So we don't do that anymore. We do 360 deals and they're also four or five pages. So we're in a lucky time when content is king. There's lots of, of yeah. people looking for content in all different kinds of distribution channels. Yep. And the deal can be how we want it to be. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah, I like that. And I, and you're right, Walter. We, we've worked hard to make it very transparent and small. Yeah. So you get what you get. I get what I get. Here's how it gets paid out. You don't need 20 pages to say that. Right. Right. And- I, I am an advocate for people getting the same amount yeah. as to what they put in just because um, it's fair. Yeah. It's fair. And if, and if we succeed, if we go down together, it was written straight yeah. and fair. And if we succeed together, we're all, we're all sipping from the same you champagne. Know, honestly, bottle. it comes down. It's funny that we're talking about this because yesterday I was walking with Danny A. We had lunch and he's doing um, this movie. We're talking, he's moving, he's flying back to New York. I'm going to be in it about this guy named Jackie Robinson, a basketball street, street legend basketball player. And somehow the topic of karma came up and about doing the right things and stuff like that. And I told him, I go, look, man, it's for me, I'm, I'm not a rich man by any means. In fact, I use that line in my story. I'm about going to bed at night feeling good, like closing my eyes, going like I got kids. Like I, I don't want no karma body coming back to bite, bite me in the, ma- in the ass or my kids. So with this deal, like we talked about, Everybody who I went to, they know what's there's no there's nothing hidden. It's all transparent. People got paid. They shouldn't be expecting anything in, in in the end. And that was a that was a choice they made. I said we could I could either outright pay you, 
or you could be at peace. Nah, I want to be paid. Um, in terms of the investors, one of my friends came in. I needed him. Money fell out. He came through for me. I'm going to come through for him. I'm not going to dick him. He was there for me. I'm going to be there for him. But that's all you got right now is that conversation. No paper. No, we have no paper. <laughs> <laughs> He's plugging his ears. There's but, handshakes. So, There's handshakes. All right, so now, honesty. So Doesn't now, that work anymore or not really? Yeah, that's a good contract clause. <laughs> <laughs> it's time, small, though. It's yeah, a small group. Yeah. Damn it. Feels Fuck. good. Sure. We're all kumbaya. Uh, and the next week you've got guns and you're like, don't get near me. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy thing, but. So should much. I have started with the contract? Yes, of course you should have. But it's before a, anything but you happened, could, you could, you could, you're in the position to fix it right now. I'm, I'm certain you can. But yeah. uh, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm, what I'm trying to say is that if you look at the bigger picture, yeah. which we really should be looking at here for anyone making a movie at any level, if you believe that you're going to sell it and it's going to be seen by people, oh. I'm going to tell you what you need to do to just have a, to at least be ready to <clears throat> hand over something. Okay. Get 10 different color envelopes. Put your actors in one, those releases. Put your music releases in the other. Put whatever contracts you have that you've made, a great, your investor folder. Yeah. Just fill those folders so that you can stack them up. When Netflix says, I'd like uh, to see the contracts with, you know, the releases for all your actors. I'd like to see your music cue sheet, you know, which, yeah. which you're going to have to deliver to any network right. anywhere. Um, that's where Joel comes in. That's where Joel comes in. Yeah. So then, um, so then you ha at least have those prepared so that when Walter says, okay, look, these guys are going to be asking for these releases before you can actually get a check from them. Then you can hand those to him. He can figure out whether or not they're the correct. But my standard, like the standard, I have them sign like a standard release. I don't even know what it says. It was just basically off the internet and they all, got, yeah, well, I take that back. I, I didn't get it. Um, one of the producers got it. And so he said, have him sign this. This is like, this is it. This is the release. Like, okay, cool. Um, that's going to hold up. <laughs> or, or do I not even know yet? No well, comment. Oh man, God. So wait let, let me, let me just say when I get, when I get paper from a, a filmmaker or someone that's, asking me to look at it and I see a sentence that is sort of incomprehensible, but it says lots of hereof and heretofore <laughs> and notwithstanding the foregoing and the pregoing and I it's good entertainment. Yeah. It's great because it doesn't mean diddly and somebody got it off the internet because some grandma somewhere decided she put it up there. And it doesn't Damn say it. Grandma, 88-year-old grandmother whose grandson was making a video for something, put the release on there, and you're going, oh, this one looks good. That'll work. I mean, it, <laughs> well, that's uh, nice font. I think to not belabor this point, you should have a conversation with Walter after this is all over. Oh, I'm absolutely. And you also need releases from editors. You need releases from-, from Wait a know. minute. I need releases from editors? You I just need to say they're getting paid or whatever they're getting. They need to say that they edited and that they are agreeing to a oh, certain- Oh, right, 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 right. It's called the results and proceeds. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. You have yes. to have it because uh, let's say you die, Yeah. Uh, which is not going to happen, but let's say you do, yeah. and the film has a life of its own. Yeah. How are they going to know how to credit people or how are they going to know who gets what later? Like there has to be a, a folder somewhere or a lawyer that can say, Oh, by the way, yeah, make he, sure that all these people get credit when it goes to China. Right. Because yeah. they're going to have to redo it. You know, yeah. Marka, uh, I need to, I need to tell you something. What's that? <laughs> I'm going to out myself here. What happened? I'm colorblind, dude. 
you were sending me all those colored <laughs> folders. <laughs> he doesn't. He, <laughs> yeah, you're so you're so cute with your colored folders. Uh, now. <laughs> that was that's just for me. It's not for Walter. I'm like, holy crap! What these all look gray to me, man. He goes, get pick up the red one. I go, okay. It's all. It's also the year 2019, so it could be on. It could be digital. Very. Funny. Oh, that was Very good. Funny. Just use the red pit. Uh... <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> but that is. Uh, but yeah, you know, getting that organized and figuring that out is uh is going to be important for the future of you know your film for your kids you know your film could be sold 50 years after you're gone and and there's going to have to be something that represents everybody's participation and what they get and how they get it and what their credit is and all that stuff so where do i get then the one for like my crew not the cast because i already got the one for the cast where do i get some for the crew uh i I can give it to you yeah it's nothing special the crew one's actually very different they're different releases but the critical part is, you know, everybody has innate rights to right. what they do. So even an editor. Yeah. And in that regard, you don't want that editor coming back later and saying, well, I gave you my edit, but you did X, Y, and Z outside of that. Yeah. And therefore, I want to be paid for that because that's above and beyond what you contracted me to do. Right. Or my union says that you have to pay. So that's why that results in proceeds is so important for all the critical um, uh, above and below the line personnel that that could, in fact, claim some sort of moral right to to credit or to uh, compensation. OK, we should tell Walter, too, this movie's made for I made it for nine thousand six hundred dollars so far, so far uh, in, in my crew cast crew total is probably I would say what would you say, Dave, total maybe. Fifteen people. Fifteen. So, I got a, I got camera guys. I got a camera guy, audio guy, and me and another guy co-directing. Okay. And then I got a script supervisor, and then a photographer who are like friends. They're, they're all friends. That's the thing. But fr- I know what you get like friends versus film. You know, like it's that line Look, where you're I gotta not get the everything only one. A lot of people listening are making their films for probably less than sure. what you're making your yeah. film for. But look, I want to talk about <laughs> something else. Can we talk about something else? The other thing that, and this is all all legal business for film and television on entrepreneurs, but this is the exciting part about having a lawyer too, uh, is that, you know, I, we, I just did a movie, a documentary that Walter worked on with me, and there was a lot of problems. And a partner needed to be bought out, mm. which had never happened to me before. Uh, um, so as a result... I couldn't deal with it myself because I kept getting myself in deeper waters and it was getting to like DEFCON five where it was, something was going to happen legally if I wasn't careful. So I called Walter and I said, look, I have to deal with this very carefully. I'm nervous. <laughs> Something's going to go wrong for everybody involved. Um, Wait, is this, this is your doc? Yeah. So Walter said, let me handle it. Then Walter got involved and we sort of tag teamed. He got the third party relaxed, knowing everything was going to work out. And then I had to go figure out how the other partners were going to put enough money together to buy that partner out, which happened. Wow. And I was very surprised and relieved. Yeah. But it had it been just me, I, it wouldn't have worked out. Can you talk about it? No. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean, <clears throat> from the, you know, from a helicopter level, it, it, it's again one of those team divide and conquers, and that's why it works. 
because the, you got to remove the heat. Yeah. You know, and a lot of that heat is I couldn't remove the heat. No, you I could not. You, you couldn't have said anything to the other party that would have co- gotten across positively. No. So we had to, you know, sort of clamp down on that, get counsel on the other side. Yeah. So that we could actually talk lawyer to lawyer. And, uh, you know, we lawyers come in lots of different flavors. Yeah. And fortunately, that attorney was reasonable. So you don't always know what you're going to get. And uh, so there's some some good fortune there, but also that that everybody ended up with a shared goal. Yeah. And everyone ended up happy. And it didn't feel that that was it was for the first time in my career. I thought, wow, this is going to completely explode were you fr- are you friends or were you friends with that third party or was it just a friendly friendly but it wasn't like they were they weren't like your homie no or, no okay. no no it was it it started off very positively like let's yeah. work together and somewhere along the way the creative took a turn that that didn't end up uh, being satisfying and it's going to happen it's not an unusual thing for someone to disagree yeah with you about what you're doing um it doesn't always end up being that it falls apart like that. But I think there was lots of factors involved in the project and just, and and things that I could not fix. So what I'm trying to say is that's going to happen to you as a filmmaker. Yeah. There's, and if you stay calm and work with your, your attorney who you trust, who trusts you, you guys can work it out. You could figure it out. And, you know, by staying calm, I was able to go back to the other investors and say, this is what's happening and have them say, you know what? We, we really like what we're doing here. So this is not that big a deal we're in. And it happened quickly. And it was, and it was a very, very positive thing, but it would not have happened without Walter Bat. Yeah. Do I give you enough credit? (laughs) Keep going. It's almost like you're our third host on the show because we talk about you so much. You're going to be getting emails and text messages or calls. Would you be uncomfortable if people called you and, 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 uh, and (laughs) emails better. (laughs) But I mean, if they, if, if you got phone calls from filmmaker, young filmmakers, obviously that had money, uh, to, for your services, are you open to that? Uh, I think the best way to, to get in touch with me and, and not because I wouldn't want to talk to a filmmaker, but I, I need to know what they are trying to do and it's best done in an email. Yeah. And then I can read it. I can be more effective in terms of a response and let okay. them know if it's something that I so could if help you, them So with. if people want to email, you're open to it. I am. So how do we do it, Davey? How do, how do we get uh, Walter Betts info out? Uh, we can uh, visit the uh, Let's Get Into It. Oh, there you go. DM us at Instagram. Right. Got it. Slide into the DM. I didn't know. Like I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know what DM means. Yeah. What is God, DM? Robert, you're really revealing your age right I know, now, player. Dude. What's, a DM? What's a DM? Direct message. Oh, that's direct. Is that like, yeah. that's like email for Instagram? Yeah. We're going to do a face. Oh, do we have, we have Facebook? Wings, what do you think? Is that how you Facebook? do that? That's how you would do it. That's hey, how you do it, player. <laughs> so, um, Mark, uh, contact um, remember that Congressman Anthony Weiner? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, call him and ask him what a DM is. Yeah. <laughs> See, Walter, do you know. have social media? Do you have Instagram and all that stuff or no? I do. Okay, nice. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take our pick and then we're gonna tag you in it and then you'll you can go to our Instagram. Uh, let's get into it, and you can see Walt. And yeah, Walt, and uh, get all of inf- info. This was there. this this was a really 
informative. It was. It was. We didn't laugh quite as much as we normally what do. You, this well, is because we realized Tootie's in big trouble. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm already, I'm, I'm backtracking like already. Going, oh, what did I do? Maybe I should have listened to that one person who told me to do all this. This yeah. is. Uh, it's oh. bad, bad for you that the sheriff's department is next door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's good for me that Roberts gets to edit this because <laughs> I'm going to be listening to every draft. Send me that one again. <laughs> it's a, it's a wake up call, but. But I think if you're serious about making but movies, what, you got to do it. What? Okay, exactly what you said. Because I, rem- you told me this, your words. I think we even talked about it on here or before here. And another filmmaker friend of mine told me, I talked to somebody, and this person said, I told him my budget, and I told him the people that were interested in it. And I told them all that, and they said, you can't do it. And I said, what do you mean you can't do it? I can't do it. I got everything ready. I got the, I got the crew. I got people on board. I got everything. Nope, you're going to need X, Y, and Z, and that's going to cost you at least fifty or $100,000. I don't have – I have 10000 to make my movie. And so I was all stressed out, and I think I told you – I told you, like, we talked, and you said, dude, go make your movie. Just go make it. And I called my other buddy, and I said – I'm not going to say his name. I said, I got these guys involved, you, you know, like the whole bit. He said, I, I, that doesn't matter. Make your movie. And then, and then after the movie's made, figure everything out. If you have a good product – People want your product. It'll it, things will happen to get your product out there. Yeah. But you, as a filmmaker, don't you just do what you do best and and get it get it together. Right. And stop worrying. Why? Well, that's, that's the A plus answer. Is it? Well, oh, bam! Coming from Walter right there too. Absolutely. That's what I'm talking you about. Know, there, there's there's everyone. There's this group in town that is all about why you can't. Yeah. There is. And then there's the other group is why you can. Yeah. So stay in the ladder because yeah. really there's so many vehicles to get your your film out there. Yeah. That have never existed. The opportunities that are there today were only a dream even maybe less than 10 years ago. Yeah. So it's there for you if you just say I can. Love it. Love it, Robert. I, yeah, I think that's... Oh, that's a relief. I could, like, breathe again. I'm going to well, drink you, some wine tonight for that, Walter. <laughs> Thanks, brother. And, and by the way, even if you had gone all the way to finishing and Netflix went to buy it and they said, go get me this stuff, and you were like, what? Even if that had happened, you would still be able to fix it. It would just be money and headaches and yeah. craziness, but you would do it because that's what filmmakers do, right? They right. react under pressure and they go do what they have to do to deliver the movies. But you're way ahead of it. Yeah. And uh, and that's the that's the great part. Is but going into in my next one, like we were talking about, hopefully it's going to be at that half a million dollar mark or, you know, I'm getting crazy or maybe a million. I don't know. I'm just saying. But if it is, then I go, Walt, can we, can we get a coffee? I need to talk. It's that beginning stage of sort of setting everything up where you need uh, investor contracts, where you need the money moved over. You know, all that's, yeah. all those conversations that don't necessarily all qualify as your conversation. Yeah. Then, you know, you, you spend a little bit of dough at the head of it, and then it's a little smoother sailing. I'm just going to throw it out there. I have a feeling Robert's going to come on my next project. I have a feeling. I have a feeling he's going to come on and produce because I'm going to have some really? names. I like it. That's great. Right? Well, you're going to be there too. All right. <laughs> Davey Dave, come on. But Everybody's um, in. Yeah. Walt, can you talk about the types of work you do in the industry, what you do, what mm-hmm. your specialty is, where you've come from, all that stuff? Sure. Um, well, I, I started out as a state prosecutor and uh, I did that for three years and uh, 
you know, it was a, an enjoyable job. I put, you know, the white hat on and I took care of the community and it was great. But the law school loans um, were calling and they, they don't pay very well. So um, I ended up moving into entertainment law, just sort of <clears throat> it was uh, by chance. Basically, there were a lot of people that uh, my ex knew, like you, mm-hmm. um, that uh, really were looking for legal support. And I thought it was an interesting area of the law. And within three months, I had an entertainment law practice. Nice. And uh, that was that was 18 years wow. ago. So I've been doing this for 18 years now. Uh, I have a small boutique practice. Uh, on Sunset Boulevard, and um, I have, uh, like you started out, Mark, uh, introducing me, I have uh, several actors. Uh, I have a hip-hop band. Uh, I have a PR company. Uh, I have a, a, uh, a B2B uh, travel company. A very hot director. I have a director, <laughs> yes. He's a big headache, but yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so my practice is, is, is varied. Um, I have some restaurants that uh, are uh, well-known restaurants. I do all the intellectual property for them. So one of my specialties is IP, but I don't do patent work. That's uh, above my pay grade. So uh, you do production legal. I do production legal for for films. And... um, I have a tequila company. That's right. I su- I brought him into the tequila company. You're Casa Mexico? I'm Casa Mexico. Oh, well, General you, Counsel. You know that Casa Mexico was featured in the film. I don't. Oh, <laughs> you you gave me the agreement. You did told I? me I could do it. Oh. <laughs> or Buccio did. Buccio did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, it doesn't matter. Buccio said so you'll be okay. I, I don't know. Walter's, giving, Walter's looking at me like, wait a minute here. Walter might have to sue you. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Let, let, let's just say that was one that kind of passed me by. But, you know, there's always a way to work it out. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, my practice uh, keeps me busy and it's um, it's exciting. I love what I do. Uh, I like my clients. Uh, the ones that I don't like, I fire. Right. So basically, I keep it all a happy place, and everybody's uh, doing what they they want, they love. The last want to do. The last thing I'll say about Walter is it, there's something remarkable about talking to an investor or an executive that's that's purchasing your product or something I'm being hired for, and you pass Walter on to them, and you're thinking, man. Like that's the end of my conversation with them. All of a sudden yeah. it's Walter, right? I think, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder if he's going to get, I always think this. I wonder if they're going to get along. And then I'll get a call back from Walter and he goes, you wouldn't believe it. I lived in the town <laughs> where they grew up at. We went to the same high school. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like there was a guy in Mexico and I thought they're never going to, this is never going to work. Yeah. Like this conversation will never work between Walter and this Mexican. Why investor. though? Walter's an, he's a great guy. Understood. But there was a language, a little bit of language yeah. barrier. Turns out Walter lived in Mexico uh, did you for really? a while. <laughs> and he knew Dang. that guy. Every, every step of the way, Walter always had something to connect with these people about to where they're like, love Walter. Oh my yeah. God, Walter and I, oh, we date, I dated his sister or something crazy. <laughs> Isn't that funny though? It is funny. Does it happen a lot to you? Yeah, it does. You know, I mean, I've had a, I've had a blessed life. I've, I've lived all over the world. I've done projects all over the world and uh, I've met a lot of people and, you know, Sometimes the world's a small place. It depends on what you're doing. In our little niche of business, it's not that big. Yeah. 
do you need at this in 2019, do you need an agent manager, all that stuff? Or can you just have an attorney? You know, I, I don't think it's a question of need. I wouldn't characterize it that way. Yeah. Um, if, if you're doing a varied sort of list of things in the entertainment industry and it does, it, it changes and it's not always say you're an actor with your sort of attitude focused towards becoming as big as you can be as an actor. Right. Then I think agents do open the door. They, they absolutely give you opportunities that you wouldn't have. And that's why they're there. And managers, to the extent that you get big enough, planning your career, a trajectory for your career are important. So that team of people yeah. that we always refer to as my team, um, I think in a lot of cases and in certain circumstances, it's critical right. and it makes a difference. Okay. Okay. If you're doing a very kind of list of things and you you, ha- you enjoy that, you want to direct, you maybe want to direct an act or you know, and you're doing a, a certain kind of film, maybe a budget of like, you know, five million or under, yeah. you know, or down to nine thousand or whatever right. it is you want to call it, because it isn't really uh, the amount of money. It's it's the the sweat equity you put into it to make it the success that it should be. Um, you don't need a team of people. You can actually get it done uh, just muscling through it. And, you know, using the right resources where you need them so that you don't end up one of those people that I talked about earlier where you're coming and saying, uh, Walter, could you help me get out of this? You know, we don't want to ever want that to happen. Thank you for being here. Thank you for imparting your knowledge. Thank you for, you know, letting other filmmakers, especially this guy, know how to get it done. Uh, Because you can do it. And uh, I think you can do more of it if you have the right people around you. So. We got into it on Let's Get Get Into into It. it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for coming, Walt. See you next time. That was good. That was a a clinic. That wasn't as painful as I thought. I was like, I feel a little good when I started.